0: The tour content from now through Pesach has been sponsored by the Kofsky family in loving memory of Adira, who loved big ideas and asking big questions. Hello, I'm Rabbi Matt Schneweis, and this is the Stoic Jew Podcast, where we explore the relationship between Judaism and Stoicism. We were going to continue with our plan to read uh, random letters on random topics from Seneca, but it was pointed out to me by a good friend and Stoic uh, chavrusa of mine, that today is Marcus Aurelius' day. Now, that's not actually a thing, but according to Wikipedia, on March 8th in the year 161, which is 1,859 years, 11 months, and 27 days ago, Marcus Aurelius ascended to the throne and became the emperor of Rome, and uh, the Roman Empire, and reigned from 161 until 180 as one of the very few philosopher kings in the Western world, and uh, that I think is worthy of celebration and worthy of recognition. So we're going to do a little bit of Marcus Aurelius today, going back to the uh, old school Stoic Jew podcast. Uh, I have been thinking about a uh, about three excerpts that I read over Shabbos on what I I would say the, the unifying theme is on on Stoic compassion, and specifically on Stoic compassion for people who who stumble or who act wrongfully or who even who act in an evil way. So these are, again, back to Marcus Aurelius' meditations. These are short little paragraphs here. So the first one is from 6, chapter—sorry, uh, bo- oh, book 6, chapter 27. How inhuman it is to forbid men to set out after what appears suitable and and advantageous to themselves. Yet in a way, you are not allowing them to do this whenever you are indignant because they do wrong. For certainly they are moved to what looks to be suitable and advantageous to themselves. But it is, in fact, not so. Very well. Instruct them and make it plain. Don't be indignant. Second reading is from Book 7, Chapter 22. It is a property of man to love even those who stumble. This feeling ensues if it occurs to you at the time that men are your kindred and go wrong because of ignorance and against their will, that in a little while both of you will be dead. But above all, that he did you no harm, for he did not make your governing self worse than it was before. And the third reading is from book seven, chapter 26. When a man offends against you, think at once what conception of good or ill it was which made him offend. And seeing this, you will pity him and feel neither surprise nor anger. For you yourself still conceive either the same object as he does to be good or something else of the same type. You are bound, therefore, to excuse him. If, on the other hand, you no longer conceive things of that kind to be goods or ills, you will more easily be kind to the one whose eye is darkened. So when I read this, I actually recalled what I think is the very first exposure to anything connected to stoicism that I ever read. And uh, I actually, it's interesting because I was really exposed to stoicism in two forms. One was in the actual form of Stoic writings, and then the other was in the form of Mishle from Rabbi Moskowitz, and it's entirely possible that these two occurred at the same time. So I was in 11th grade, Uh, I had just started my Jewish education at Northwest Yeshiva High School, and I was in Dr. Jones's English class, and he had us read one of, still one of the best nonfiction books that I've ever read, uh, The Gift of Fire by Richard Mitchell. And in Richard Mitchell's introduction, which I uh, replicated on my blog post, which I'll link to in the show notes, he says the line, uh, this is a quote out, outside of the pages of fantastic fiction, there is no one who says in the heart, I will do evil. We all intend the good and would at least often do it if we could, but we don't always understand what the good is. And I think that was my first exposure to that idea. And shortly thereafter in Rabbi Moskowitz's here, I was exposed to the the same idea uh, from a Torah perspective, which is the idea that everyone is selfish. You know, that's, that's how we're programmed. We're selfish. We do what we think is good for ourselves and we avoid what we think is bad for ourselves. The problem is that we are not intelligently selfish, that we pursue things that we think are good for ourselves and are really bad uh, and vice versa, or pursue things that are, avoid things that are bad, which are really good. And um, and so this really gets down to a premise that we we dealt with in earlier episodes, but uh, I think it's been enough time that it's worth a review. Uh, the Ramam in The Mornabuchim, The Guide for the Perplexed 3.11, uh, theorizes that all all evil that's done between people and all evil that is done from people to themselves originates in ignorance. So uh, Ramam writes, These great evils that come about between the human individuals who inflict them upon one another because of purposes, desires, opinions, and beliefs, are all of them likewise consequent upon pri- upon privation i.e. lack of a good for all of them derive from ignorance i mean from a privation of knowledge and then he uses the same the same analogy as Marcus Aurelius just as a blind man because of the absence of light of sight does not cease stumbling being wounded and also wounding others because he has nobody to guide him on his way so too the various sects of men every individual according to the extent of his ignorance, does to himself and to others great evils from which individuals of the species suffer. If there were knowledge whose relation to the human form is like that of the faculty of sight to the eye, they would refrain from doing any harm to themselves or to and to others. Now obviously, this is a uh, a big you know philosophical premise here that that the only reason we do evil or do harm is because of ignorance, either because we lack, Factual information, or we have factual information, but it's not real to our emotions. You know, it doesn't affect our emotions. Uh, but that is definitely the premise of Marcus Aurelius. That's definitely the premise of Mishle, according to my understanding. And that has become my premise. And um, I think I uh, I think I heard this next analogy from. I believe I read this from Albert Ellis, uh, one of the founders of cognitive behavior therapy. Um, I read this in a in a in a book with. Excerpts from his writing, so I can't actually quote this, and I don't have the book here. But he gave an analogy that let's say you are in an elevator and uh, and you know crowded elevator. Not, not that that, not that we know what that's like anymore these days. But remember those times when you're in a crowded elevator and you're standing towards the front, and then suddenly you feel this this poking at the back of your uh, of your, of your leg, and you get annoyed and you assume it was an accident, and then there's this poking again, and you get really annoyed, and then finally you feel it a third time. You look around. And there's a a blind guy, and he has a walk, you know, a walking stick, and he's uh, he's just trying to feel his way in front of him, and he's accidentally poking your leg. So what happens? You assume that it was due to this malicious activity of someone who had, you know, either wanted to annoy you or had some sort of like. Purpose that that he knew he was causing you pain or irritation and and doing it anyway, and then you realize no, it's just some guy who was blind and he didn't know any better. He he didn't he couldn't he he couldn't see what he was doing. He didn't realize what he was doing, and if he realized it, he wouldn't have done it. So that's really the type of compassion that Marcus Aurelius is 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 trying to uh, awaken in us when we see people who are either stumbling, you know, just in error. Or, if they harm us uh, unwittingly, or even if they harm us willfully and maliciously, even if they intend to do harm to us, it really is as a result of blindness. And if we can pull ourselves out of that that feeling and that 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 emotion of of you know the victimization and the uh, and and the ego of taking it personally, then and and realize that this person is in a very disadvantaged state. Uh, then we can have compassion, and if we, if beyond that, we realize, like Marcus really said in the second reading, if we realize that he didn't actually harm us, you know, the real, the real you is the governing self, and, and this person's actions, even if they harm your body or your property, or even your feelings in a way, they did not actually harm the real you. They might have caused you some pain. Uh, and uh, and that might be annoying and you would prefer not to have that pain, but they didn't harm the real you unless you unless you allow yourself to victimize them. Then they harm the real you. But then it's not them. Then it's you. Then it's you allowing yourself to be harmed by them. So I don't know. Uh, it's it's uh, thinking back. Maybe I've been thinking about this because it's been it's been a tough year in many ways. And um, and there have been lots of people who have made uh, uh, mistakes, some of which have resulted in harm to ourselves uh, and to others and uh and you know even not this year but you know there's a lot of cases where this happens and it it pays to keep this in mind to uh to have the proper degree of empathy rooted in in uh, in stoic rationality and uh Mishlaic thinking that is it for today's episode. If you have gained from what you've learned here today, and would like to support my production of even more Torah content, please consider contributing to my Patreon at www.patreon.com/rabbi_shneewayse. Link is in the description. Uh, we're still close to the beginning of March. Uh, beginning of the month is a good time to contribute. If you uh, if you're a regular listener and you feel, uh, again, I I I, I kind of hate to put it in such blunt terms, but if you feel that the ideas that you've heard here are worth Three dollars a month, and if you have three dollars a month to spare, then uh, then you know, please uh, please consider supporting my uh, my efforts to make Torah ideas available and accessible to everyone. Uh, I I think it's a good cause, and if you've been listening, then uh, I guess you think it's a good cause too. <laughs> so uh, thank you very much, and uh, and uh, we'll return to Sanika tomorrow.